It is Saturday the 4th of March 2017 and this is episode 304 of Digital Outbox. Hello, welcome to a Saturday afternoon edition of the show. I'm Chris and Ian's with me as well. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. It's nice to do it in the afternoon sometimes. I feel a little bit more awake and less jaded after work. Yeah, we've not, we've not had like a 10 hour day that's totally crippled us and we're having to do an hour long podcast. Yeah, I mean that probably, yeah. Yeah, so it's nice. I've just done a six mile walk instead, which I feel very good about other than that's probably knackered me as well. Never mind. Um, let's, let's, let's do the news Am I going to do Uber first again? Seems everyone's doing Uber at the moment. Um, new, I, I think. I think Ian, you put it last week. That there's lots of whiffs around Uber, and it seems that it continues. I don't know what someone's done on Uber that everyone's against them at the moment. Um, uh, for maybe for good reason. They've um, news has come out that there's a secret program uh, to hide uh, their activities from regulators, especially in areas where they're now sort of heading into for new and maybe didn't have regulatory approval to do so i don't you, you've got the sort of details of this and and what it actually meant they, they had a pro, basically their app had a kind of hidden program called Grayball, and um the, the way this worked it, it it knew it was being used by um either governments or regulation or officials and and would make sure that if Uber was working in that area and they shouldn't be working in that area, it would show that user that they weren't working in that area. Mm. Um, and it was doing that seemingly by um, tying back credit card information and seeing whether that user was linked to an institution or law enforcement authority. So I guess it's like when they do you when you enter your credit card into the app, they some do some sort of credit check, I guess. And at that point, they can see some of the details of that person. Yes. Hmm. So effectively, to those people, when they were using their Uber, they wouldn't have seen there were cars in the area. Whereas if you were just a regular person who you know wasn't part, of, <laughs> wasn't a regulator or a, a law enforcement, you you would see cars being in your area. And it, so it was also doing things like, and, and seemingly the way regulators work is that they are posing as an ordinary. You know, it's mm. a bit like the hidden shoppers. Yes. So they're they're posing as a I'm just a consumer ordering an Uber. Um, but they would identify that that particular person with maybe that that credit card detail or whatever was actually you know picking up near to one of the the kind of you know government offices. Um, it would and it was just making sure they would be they would be saved a fake version of the app um, with cabs on view, and when they were successful, they would have their booking cancelled. You know, it was just all sorts yeah, of things. So there's, to make. there's some quite underlying implications of tracking people and Absolutely. and you know, oh, what's the word? Covert spying, basically. Uh, so they could be that could lead to some quite serious trouble. And what? So the, there's these four anonymous sources that the New York Times have said I've, I've confirmed this is in in, um, in existence. But what Uber are saying is this program denies right requests to fraudulent users who are violating the terms of service. <laughs> So it's it's back to as you say. There's a real whiff. It's not just the it's not just the blog post. And at the moment, there's four anonymous you know people. Absolutely, it's, Absolutely. it's obviously gone to news agencies. But I guess we need to understand and whether there is anything. And I'm sure people would be investigating whether there is something. And to dig into. there was the, le- the leaked video. So a driver 
Um, an Uber driver was arguing with the chief executive, um, Travis um, Kalanick, um, and the, the videos now come out. I think the video was from a year ago, but clearly there's a bit of a a little bow wave around this. And mm. um, so the video is him sort of swearing at the guy and then just walking out the walking out the car. It does feel um, like, like I say, a very coordinated attack against him. I wonder what they've done to a, to, uh, to I'd, piss I'd, off I'd, someone. I almost almost feel, and I don't know whether it's on the back of the Trump stuff. As I said, there's always been a whiff about mm, them. Just yeah, so maybe that's that's the right. And I just, I, it just feels there's now a, mm. you know, the whole delete your Uber thing took off mm. and it's still taking off. I was listening yeah. to a podcast on my walk this morning and, and all three of the hosts were like, yep, delete Uber. Mm. You know, it's just like, don't need it. There's so many alternatives now. It's just, we don't we don't need this. Mozilla has bought uh, Pocket to gain their foothold in mobile services or mobile devices, sorry. So Pocket is, um, it's like a read later service. Yeah, you can store pages and even videos. I think you could, you know, just store it as, as I want to watch these later and it's kept a track of what you want to do and you can you can go back and do that. So it's kind of read later application. Um, used to be a kind of, I think it was a Firefox extension to start with, and then got, has basically turned into this big sort of global thing, uh, and now Firefox have actually brought them back again. Yes, and it's their, um, so it's Mozilla's first acquisition, which I was mm. quite surprised at because I've been around so long. Um, and um, you're right, it was, a, it was a Firefox extension, that's how it kicked off, and then it became a kind of all-platform, mm. you know, everywhere app. Um, and it was called Read It Later. So at the time, yeah. it was like Read It Later and it was Instapaper. Um, and I, I, it's, it's weird. I don't know if this shows that that kind of market is struggling. But then why? Because Instapaper sold to Pinterest. Mm. Um, so it's just, it's, it's if it was struggling, these companies probably wouldn't buy them. But, but then if they weren't struggling, they would be able to survive on their own. It's kind of one of those, yeah, it's one of those things where, you know, it's dependent, like, so... Pocket has 10 million monthly active users. It depends how, if and how they're monetized. Now, most of these things don't, you know, it's hard to see how you're going to make money out of them. Whereas if they're part of a wider, in you know, service, then you could probably monetize it as part, you know, it's just an extra addition to a paying service or whatever. But So yeah. do you use Pocket? No. No, I don't use any relater type services. Yeah, so, I, so I use Pocket and, um, and, I, and I'm using it a bit less now. I've kind of standardized a lot of things around Pinboard and I'm doing some automation in iOS that helps do my, my weekly blog posts and stuff. Mm. So, um, But Pocket, their monetization was adverts. So you yeah, would, okay. if, you, if you've saved, like, I, I don't know how many it was, it was like five or six bookmarks, so like the seventh one would be an ad. And yeah, it would okay. look the same kind of content. And a lot of the time it was... You know, some of them were interesting. It wasn't an ad as in, you know, go and try Google Maps. It was this, here's this other article that maybe somebody's paid to. Yeah, so to it was a, a more worthwhile advertising rather than, and you know, clever advertising. Rather and there was than, a premium yeah. part to it. I think it was like $40 and you mm-hmm. didn't get to see those ads. And I think it actually stored the full website content for you. So it was an actual... The way it was done and on the standard one, it's almost like it's, a kind of, a, a, it's almost like a bookmark and yeah. you can read it. Um, as a kind of clean text version, and that's how they started off. A lot of these sites started off. That's it. The they web. stripped lot, out everything else, didn't they? Yeah, yeah it was a lot uglier. And still, fair enough, there's still some sites that are horrendous, but I think a lot of the websites have cleaned up now. Oh, I um, don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Some, some are, and some aren't. Yeah. You know, there's some, some that are pretty clean. And I, I at the time, remember it was all the. What I meant is, there's less like flash adverts. Yes. You know, yeah. Yeah. Me- yeah. Those, those ones that actually chewed your computer to bits. Yeah. And that was the big thing for me. I was like, get out of here. You know, I was mm. just, just and. So it'll be interesting to see if um, Mozilla 
they're, they're seen it was still run as a separate entity, um, but, but they're looking to obviously get some analytics from it and understand users. Indeed. Amazon had a big old problem earlier in the week. It's um, basically its um, storage engine failed. And I think it was for probably a good six to 12 hours, something like that. They were struggling to get it fully back up and running. And unfortunately, yeah, Amazon uh, storage engine <laughs> underlies a great many different services. So a lot, a lot, lot of services were affected, including their own ability to update their status pages, which is a little bit short-sighted. Um, I guess they thought it was never going to go down. So yeah, their S3 service was actually identified as the one that, that caused the problem. And certainly a lot of our um, services were affected. Yeah, uh, as you say, I mean, it was, I think at one, I, I jumped on, it was a site that showed you how many um, web sites were down just due to this. And it was up at like 180,000 or something. Yeah, it's, it's huge. I mean, it's, uh, say it's, it's, even if it's a minor part of it, if you're relying on being able to store to it, and, and even if your whole site isn't served by the AWS network, the S3 network is actually a very popular place to store data just because it's, you know, yeah, you can yeah. store vast quantities of, uh, at cheap prices. And and we're seeing sites as if it's like your own site was down, but it was like oh, no, Trello, big... Trello was down, Quora was down, if this and that was down. Yeah, yeah, um, big 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 companies, and and you... a whole lot more besides, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was, ma- it was massive. Do you follow um, Internet of Shit? No, I don't. So it's a, it's a Twitter account called Internet of Shit, and and it is, it is it's all around IoT type stuff, and people, uh-huh. you know, like there's, there's a fridge that like has got a <laughs> it's, it's got a Twitter account or something, and it's just like what what's going on? But what what? What whoever was running that account, what they were doing was retweeting everybody saying, "I can't turn my lights off," <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, just, because they were because they were using if they said that to do some yeah. you know, automatic trigger. It's like my lights <laughs> yeah. won't come on. I just can't do anything in my house. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 all in and some, isn't it? When you can't do anything uh, about it, it. Exactly, and and you know, I think there was some stuff about you know front gates that weren't working. <laughs> I can look out my house. Locked all, in. all because S these down. Nice. I also liked even the status page didn't as you said, it didn't show it. But somebody mm. was joking that obviously the obviously the the, the red the red image was obviously stored on up to our S D server as the green one wasn't. Yeah. But they, I mean I have to say, I mean for the size of their infrastructure now, they they do have relatively few outages and this is one of the major major ones that we've heard about yeah there was another yeah. one there was a guy doing it there was an like, aws like conference and mm-hmm. one of their guys was standing there saying it's like a one in a billion chance of it going down and his presentation <laughs> was hosted on it and he went to put the presentation on and he just got like you know spiral. Yeah. and he kind of semi-joked and then he went i actually think we're down yeah and and then he was like Thanks it's his fault then. for taking pictures because there was all this audience starting to take pictures of this guy <laughs> in the video. Room. It was like, oh dear. Yeah, it was his fault then. He just tested that that fate too much. Uh, Twitter now lets you auto mute eggs uh, and other sketchy accounts. So this is Twitter's ever ongoing endeavour to help you block uh, spam accounts and trolling people and gent- downright uh, stalking, abusing people. Um, 
And they're using some clever algorithms to identify whether your account is a spammy account. You know, things like, are you following anyone? Do you tweet anything other than this, that, that? They're looking at what you're saying and working out whether you are just a troller. And they're also allowing users to just block accounts that have never changed their profile picture, for example, which, again, will block a vast majority of these just quick setup spam accounts. Um, maybe not, you know, the sort of more in, in people in, intent on... on you know abusing people yeah it's a good as you say ongoing war and it's algorithmic so what they're saying i'm guessing they've been running this for a while internally and mm -hmm. they now feel it's it's safe to launch on onto the public if you are identified as being someone who needs to be blocked it will tell you so you will get an email to say you've been blocked and and the reasons for that so um you know, it's, I guess because it's an automated process, they want to allow people the right to right to reply on that. And I've seen some of their. Um, I, think, I think we covered it the two or three shows ago. There was a one of the things I've brought in is that it limits your ability to use Twitter. I think you can still read things, but you can't reply. So it's almost like you're almost like rate limited. It's like yeah, yeah you can read. And again, another yeah, keep keep reading. There's nothing wrong with you reading stuff, but you, you, we can't let you interact at the moment. Yeah. But one of the chaps I follow, the, he actually got done by it. And um, and and he wasn't a right wing troll. He was actually he was actually chastising a right wing troll who obviously reported him. Yeah, that's the the other side of the bit. You can't have it both ways, can you? But, exactly. Because mm -hmm. it was initial like, why has this happened? Mm -hmm. Oh, I guess it's that. Hmm. 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 Raspberry Pi Zero W, ten pound computer. It's got Wi Fi and Bluetooth in it. So this follows on from the Pi Zero. Um, that was five dollars, I think. It was the smallest Pi I think available. Uh, they've added Wi-Fi now, so there's a bit more to the price, but they've squeezed it on there. This is just amazing. Yeah, you know, ten, ten quid for like, a, you know, a, a working computer that's got Wi-Fi and Bluetooth is yeah, yeah, very, very impressive. And it's kind of there. It's kind of very flat board because um, the 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 Raspberry Pi I've got is a little because it's got a network connector or whatever on it. It's yeah, it's a bit fatter. A little, and, yeah. yeah. But this thing, you could, you know, you can see how if you are a component manufacturer of, and you want to do something like an Internet of Things on your on your devices, yeah, you can now buy an off-the-shelf thing for ten, you know, take away. I know that you could go and create your own thing, and if you had, if your production line was big enough, and this thing is obviously a li little less focused, as in you'd have to program it and all that kind of stuff. But even just, just for like, you know, hacking in the house, hacking yeah, something, so you, just what you do. It's like if you really want to do it, have a play, yeah. Yeah, it's really good, really, really good. Uh, YouTube is unveiling a YouTube TV, so it's going to have its own live uh, live TV streaming. So this has been rumoured for a while that they wanted to do this, uh, and it looks like now they've got some uh, contracts behind them, and they are now releasing this. Is it US only at the moment? I think it is. It is, yeah. And and I I, I don't know if it will remain US only. There's a lot of things that, that are in the TV industry seem to be quite locked to. Really locked, yeah. Yeah, because if you think US. about the kind of contracts that Skybart pays for and Atlantic just, TV and all those box sets, yeah. you know, there's big money riding on it not being available generally to people on 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 YouTube. No, and and that, I think that just curtails a lot of a lot of these big companies' efforts to try and do something. Mm. Um, so yeah, this is um, it's got a lot of TV channels, and I think they're talking about thirty-five dollars a month. Yeah, so it's kind of more like it's more like your cable in America. Yeah, in America yeah. they they've got several. We in the UK we only really got Sky and you know FreeSat and the terrestrial stuff, right? It's it's not uh, it's not there's 
it's not like the America where they've got lots of different packages. Okay, we got sorry, we got um, Virgin Media as well, and sort of, but yeah, in in America, it seems like you've got plenty more cable subscriptions that you can bring out, which come with all sorts of different channels and stuff. So yeah, so you pay this, you get all these different channels, you get in sports because that's always a thing about a lot of these internet services have not included like the live sports. Yeah. So I think it, you know, pretty essential they've got that. Uh, and I've also got their, I'm trying to, oh yeah, YouTube Red. And, and mm-hmm. the only thing I know about that is PewDiePie was on it. <laughs> he was so on I it, now he's not. I don't, I, don't know, it, I don't know how good there are other, because I've seen I've got 28 original series, which is a lot more than I yeah. thought. So yeah. um, I, I don't, but I've never, I've never heard anybody talk about a YouTube Red series in the same way they talk about a Netflix not yet. or an no. Amazon Prime. So I, it looks like, I don't know if they're going I don't think it's out. I don't think it's out there as much as you know. In everyone, I, I know we don't probably live in the YouTube sphere. As in, like, I think it's a, a younger thing to do is to spend all your time on YouTube. But um, yeah, I, th- I think it's interesting. And I, I think they could bring something like this in the UK. Whether they can, uh, you know, make it seem attractive enough um, as a kind of alternative to Netflix, I think who knows at the moment. But you know, interesting. I'm, I'm just looking. Um, the, a lot of their, a lot of their original series are all tied to actually getting YouTubers and doing exclusive YouTube content. I, and I, I think some of those go across to Netflix because you occasionally see these weird TV series on on Netflix, which are actually just YouTubers that they pay to go and do silly. You know, it's like this pseudo fake reality type yeah. TV type thing that they go and get them to putting them in silly situations and stuff and yeah so it's yeah. like scare pewdiepie plant academy mm. um the fine brothers doing sing it bad internet from college humor and you know, the buzzfeed's got a, a drama wow so, <laughs> weird uh, so yeah very 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 odd yeah okay playstation vr sold nine hundred and fifteen thousand units and nearly up to a million uh it was just unusual that we heard that news and we got it from the exec yeah but so it, it's the latest of, of i guess the big three which is like you know vive oculus and and obviously now playstation and um clearly sold the most i think that there's no official figures for oculus and vive but i think there was talk of the Vive. I think there was people saying about five hundred to seven hundred and fifty thousand, mm-hmm. and the Oculus was about two fifty to five hundred thousand. Were all estimates, mm-hmm. um, but nobody really knows. Um, but, but PlayStation have clearly come out and says, yeah, I mean, to get a million, I think for something yeah. like, I mean, a lot of people said, you know, VR was niche, and I think it shows there's yeah, a, they prove that it's not necessarily niche yet, and saying it, they kind of want. Uh, 10% of installations to buy it and they'd be very, very happy with that. <laughs> you know, I, I think the thing, so the thing I've noticed is, and I think I told you I had to return mine, it just made mm. me sick. Uh, unlike the Vive, which just is great. Um, the But the PlayStation, um, I think the issue is just keeping content coming. One of the guys I work with has is, is just picked up Resident Evil yeah. and said it was mental. It was just very, mm. even though it was just a little, almost like a little addition. But it was it was very scary. But he's he's almost at the point of like I've kind of done done everything done. I want to do. Yeah, I mean I have to say my VR is was packed away for Christmas to go and take it home, and it's never come out of its boxes. Uh, so you know I haven't found that need to unpack it again since I've been back from Christmas. You know, so yeah, it's pretty amazing, really. And and I and I, I do think there's that kind of content question mark mm. of just you know what keeps what keeps the hook going. I guess the same as any platform. Yeah, of course you know, it is. It's, yeah. it just it needs needs content. 
Alongside this, Oculus have also dropped their price. So their Rift is now $499 and the touch controllers at $99. So overall $200 less than its kind of launching prices. So we always see this in hardware as it matures, but also uh, they, they're just trying to, they've said they're even they've said they, we're trying to get to my more price conscious audience because it's it ain't a cheap thing to add on, especially when most people's computers aren't up to it from the outset. So they also have to buy a computer at the same time. I think in a, you know, a few years time, the, the you know will be less of an issue because the computers will naturally be up to it yeah no agreed and and i i think as you say happens with every every hardware product probably apart from apart from apple products and every other manufacturer does discount as time goes on you know so even i was going to say phones initially but even when i think a samsung they'll since Christmas, you know, if you buy like a, an S7, they'll throw in a 360 camera, or they'll throw in, a, you know, one of their, their sport you know, tracking watches. You know, mm -hmm. there's a, there's always something else comes along, and um, so rather than maybe dropping price, I think most other phones will drop price. And I think with games, we know PlayStation, Xbox will drop price, or bring out a new version, and you know that's the, that's the way to do it. And I guess economies of scale, and also there's a bit of competition now. Yeah, they're exactly. Not, exactly. Uh, yeah, they're not in the market. Like uh, Microsoft is shipping Windows 10 mixed reality developer kits this month. Uh, so they've been, I think it's clear that Microsoft think the future of virtual reality is this mixed reality, mixed reality or augmented reality. Uh, the chief guy from Xbox, I can't remember what his blooming name is, was Phil Spencer. Spencer. Yeah, so he was chatting away last week, as I think we may have mentioned on the podcast, um, about the new pod, you know, about the new. Uh, device and kind of services and he was also saying that i guess he was towing the company line that this mixed vr uh kind of environment is where they see the future of it so this holographic type idea um but yeah they're, they're shipping out these these devices to developers uh, with a view to seeing what what can you what can you produce for us basically and we talked about this before so we talked about windows holographic so microsoft are making a big deal about this and they've got the hololens but they've rebranded holographic to be called Windows Mixed Reality. Right. So I don't know whether it's just whether people were spaced out, man. I'm wondering <laughs> if they were thinking they were going to get hologram, and that's not what it was. You yeah. Know, it was okay. Like, yeah, am yeah. I going to without any headset on? So was that yes? Was it? Yeah. Holograms, you know, because I, I I do I I do know I had to explain it to a few people when they were when we were talking about you know VR in the workplace and stuff and augmented reality and mixed reality and. Every so often, this would pop up, and it's like it's not holograms. It's you've got to put a headset on. You know, that's just mm -hmm. where the technology is right now. The devices, this device actually isn't too bad. The Acer, um, I think they said it was about three hundred dollars. Okay. So it's not it's not one of these huge. I mean, Hololens is like three grand to go and buy. So this I wonder is whether they're three hundred dollars though. I wonder whether that's uh, a bit supported. I, it probably is because I think Microsoft are looking to. They're obviously you know going to folk like you know Acer, Asus, and Dell and saying you know. This get your is, get your yeah. headsets out, please. And, Have a play with this. Yeah, um, and I, and I do think, I, see, I, I don't, I'm still unsure about gaming. Whether I, I still think VR's a, a bigger thing, but I think day to day AR and mixed reality are going to win more. But from a gaming aspect, I'm not. I'm not so sure. Yeah, it's hard to know, especially when you're locked. To, effectively, you'd be locked in your lounge, and how much can you augment your lounge, and how you know how quickly does that fade? The interesting. Sure, you can have a game which you could throw a virtual ball onto one of the tables that's in your room, but how long is that going to stay interesting? Kind of thing. You yeah, know, and, it, and it's back to the, the the problem I've always got is back to remember when Kinect came out and they showed you the perfect mm. square lounge with yes. the big gap and it all worked yeah, really yeah, well. Yeah. 
And the reality is nobody's got that. No. Well, there's one or two percent have it, but you know what I mean? It's just yeah. the, the majority don't have that. Xbox Game Pass was also something that came out the sort of the rounds that Phil Spencer was doing. So a kind of Spotify-like subscription service. So kind of, I think it was $10 a month and then it gives you access to a whole collection of games. Now, they're, they're kind of selling it uh, as if I mean they, they they kind of caveated the service and said there will be games that come on one month and then disappear the next but it's kind of up to publishers what they do they their their ultimate aim is to have a set of games which are available for this subscription and you can play them whenever you like for as long as you want as long as you keep subscribing um, but they did have to caveat because they know that there will be some churn with games and they kind of covered their tracks saying we, we know over time games are going to come and go but we don't see that um that things are going to come for just one month as this is like glorified trial we do actually think these the games that go here are going to be the ones that have kind of moved out of that initial sales period in more into their kind of cash cow the places where you'd normally go for your gold edition which is you know fiver in the bargain bucket or whatever they're now going to move into the subscription service. And he also touted that this is going to be the focus around their new console. So we're going to see probably on Scorpio uh, a push to, to this kind of service and this way of delivering games. I'm not quite sure what to think, to be honest. Because mm. the games are quite old. So the you ones they're I mean? talking about now, they're talking about Halo 5, Payday 2, NBA 2016, Soul Calibur 2. Yeah, so there's... there's and, and there'll be a whole ton of other things i'm sure in there like yeah, they're saying up to 100 are, games odds. So. i mean they're all two-year-old games but i but i've said to you before i own i kind of play two-year-old games quite a lot no i know i know and, and, and that's why i'm saying I'm, that's why i'm saying i'm not sure mm. for me i find that and i still play well yeah i would still play halo 5 you know quite mm. quite quietly finish the podcast go and play halo 5 enjoy it but i've already bought that and i i've got had so much use out of it why would i pay ten dollars a month to go and play it? exactly <laughs> and, and i just think so the type of consumer that me and you are we can buy the game we want to play when we want to play it yeah and i wouldn't wait for it to keep appear in a subscription service and play it in two years time because no, it, the, but but if new if new release if people found that it was more advantageous uh, for them to release new games onto this and, and they've said there there is a whole model which they think will develop whereby you'll have periodic serialized sort of games where you have to be subscribed to go and play them they will get released direct onto this service so and who knows maybe like i you know the big big blockbusters ain't going to come out this way but maybe other relatively big games could and maybe and, and there's things like Destiny are almost like they've almost said every year we're going to get sixty dollars off you or sixty quid off you. Yeah, and this is you another know, way of doing that. So yeah, and that's what they all want to do. You know, it's like you pick up Battlefield and the, the first thing it tells you is all the content's going to be this game again. You know, so. maybe season passes move into the subscription arena. So yeah. you they're saying that you buy the default game and you play it, and when you want to play the extended versions, the additional content, you subscribe and they're available for download at that point of subscription. And there are certain games like, you know, so that, I mean, you've mentioned NBA M2K16. If you look at the, the, the kind of football type games or, or sport games, mm. even Forza doesn't change that much year no. on year. You know, so yeah. do you start to see that I just have a yearly Forza subscription pass that is, I don't know, 100 quid and it gets me, you know, whatever? Uh, you know, 100 is probably too if, much. But you know what I mean? It's like, it, you, you know, know games will have, gamers will have a set amount of money that they, they spend on games. Now, $10 a month, 100 odd you know quid i guess a year um that's probably money that they wouldn't see potentially you know from some people if they if their budget for a, a year is like two games then i guess yeah. well i guess that is 100 quid isn't it but that's they maybe they get more value out of doing something like this somebody's not that up to caring about whether it's the latest thing they just want to i think they're all i think they're just 
to me, they're trying something different because they're, they're all chasing. I, I think everybody looks at things like, you know, what Amazon have done with Prime and what, you know, obviously you've got Spotify and you've got, you know, Netflixes. Yeah. They're all trying to find that. How can I get a guaranteed, I guess yeah. it's like a few billion a year coming in. Yeah. As long as I put some content on it. Just a few billion. Well, it is. <laughs> I know, I know. I know. <laughs> it is. Okay, we've got three minutes to cover Mobile World Congress. Why yeah. three minutes? I don't know, just to make it nice round 30 minutes before we get cool. to the talking point. Cool. <laughs> no, so, well, Mobile World Congress is going on and I I just feel a bit jaded. I haven't really followed along because I don't feel that interested in phones anymore. Phones and tablets just a little bit yawnsome for me now. And they, they've got to that stage of their evolution where they're just, you know, pretty much... I, I, I guess I use now a good android which means that i'm you know i guess i get a good view of what android is and maybe if i bought a shitty a shitty phone it would feel <laughs> it'd feel bad and i'd remember i think oh actually this isn't all of, it's they're not all the same things but they all look the same they've all got cameras on it they've got this that and the other anyway mobile Con- congress have been going on and we've had all the kind of big releases so blackberry was an interesting one because they've released a kind of a phone with a keyboard and it, apparently it's it's come down quite well yeah, I just thought it looked odd because it's um, it's got like a a three two aspect ratio and and how do you do landscape apps and and sure, just, but that but that they've know. always had a slightly different ratio because of the keyboard. Yeah, I, I, I ten people will buy it and they'll really love it. <laughs> uh, LG, <laughs> so yeah, the LG G six. Um, so again. Y- they all kind of fade into one really but it's a uh, i guess waterproofing and you know nice sensible features like that which seems to be so the I, latest thing yeah and to me i i think i think out of the phones there because obviously samsung didn't show their new galaxy mm-hmm. um but this to me is just where we're all heading um yeah. so the, the kind of edgeless if i call it you still obviously have a little tiny bezel yeah. but mostly gone. most of it is the screen very very little is other than the screen yep. it's waterproof uh it's got the touch id sensor on the back most of these new ones have um and interestingly it was this taller aspect so it's 18 main aspect ratio okay. so it was actually just you know i you know it's almost like the chins are going from the phones and they're just putting more screen in and you're getting this this aspect ratio which is you know so i think they were doing some interesting thing around the camera you know so you could you could probably see a film strip as you're taking pictures because there was no need to see anything. You know, they've got more real estate to play with and they can do things. And I think it's a sign of, you know, what Samsung's going to do and probably what Apple are going to do later this year. You know, you will see, you know, some slightly different form factors. More, but I more think and more of them are just looking like the renders that we had maybe three years ago of people yeah, just Yeah, that's all I was going to say. So physically, I think phones are going to stay much the same size. They've but still got a fit in the hand, really, haven't they? So. Yeah. But you're going to get the screen just maxing out, and and, and maybe more like Samsung Edge, where you you know they're even wrapping oh, the screen round just to give it that look because it does have a look. No, so we so we have real challenges with edges at work because mm. we because we use them. Um, so even just like keyboard input and stuff, their 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 kind of detection of where your fingers are is off. It's hard, yeah, okay. You know, and and that's that's a, so as a, as a piece of technology when you look at it it looks amazing looks yeah when fantastic. it's sat on the desk yeah it's good but when you're using it yeah there's, there's some the real reality. usability things here the reality that of it's I, not that i don't like it. yeah huawei has got a p10 yeah a bit cack so so it was like the p9 and they've put some iphone bits in and generally it was a bit of a letdown it was like ugh, you know that's the p9 was well received last year but this was a bit of a damp squib 
Yeah, I mean, because they, they've gained a foothold. Their, their name is definitely known. Most, I think, I think I said it right. I think I now know how to say it. But to be honest, I'm never sure. And did you see their their um, watches? I mean, they were like no. they, they, they were, were like, ten foot thick, were they? They were just like oh, they were going to be pebble pebble thickness. <laughs> oh, I did bless. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Rip pebble. Um, another big story that came out, and and probably this company were the biggest story of, of mobile Congress, Nokia. Um, so they've actually released a trio of um, pure Android phones now. So they purely doing the hardware and whacking Android on it, uh, which is not a bad direction to go, I guess, if you're a, a phone manufacturer. But the big one, and the one that actually got me excited, which is ridiculous, is the release no. of the Nokia 3310. This how was can on. I get you this, is, this passes the Radio 4 test. Even Radio 4 were talking about the but fact the future get, of phones it, is an old phone. So how can it get you excited? Just because it, I just suddenly thought, yeah, that's what phones are. They're phones. People, but not, they're phoning people. You're rubbish. <laughs> so you said to me last week about the Nintendo Switch rose-tinted glasses. That is the most rose-tinted <laughs> glasses thing I've ever heard you I say. I know, but I do have a second phone, which is my alert phone for work. So for the high-priority alerts and things like that. And I think a Nokia 3310 would be a great alert phone. Until they switch off the 2G network and it doesn't work anymore. Is that any 2G? I haven't even looked at it. <sighs> so, um, I, I didn't look at that. I just saw it was like rose tinted and I just went for it. Go. Oh, I know. I know. But, I, but it, nevertheless, this got the buzz. This is what I mean. That story stood out to news organisations and on the news reports much, much more than all these amazingly innovative products, which effectively are the same thing, the same black block. And they, the amount of technology that goes into a phone, it's just, it shouldn't be, I'm short selling it entirely, but. Oh, the yeah, big news story that came out of it and the thing that everyone was talking about was the 3310. But they've just become, so a smartphone is no longer the big thing. You know, when no. me and you were first buying smartphones and everybody's buying, first buying smartphones, normals buy them now and just, yeah, it's, it's a standard phone. It's just phone. Yeah, it's just phone. Yeah, it's exactly. Just, it's, That's so why it's just turned a bit more grey. Today's smartphones are what the Nokia 3310 was. Yeah, yeah. It's you just, know, they're just yeah. much of a muchness. But it's, yeah, it's just grey news for me as in nothing really sparks my interest in that and you know it's, no, it's I just get hacked sh- off. it's just I get a conveyor belt of the same thing really no I, and, and there is a bit and that, mobile world congress was a bit like that there was mm. uh, a, a everybody was doing much the same apart yeah. from blackberry who are going to fail and <laughs> the, the only people doing something different and we're chastising them for not not having I a big enough market I just I've got a thing about yeah okay. <laughs> but we also saw tablets so Samsung showed their Tab S3, uh, it's got four speakers in it, nice big screen, AMOLED, um, reasonable f- uh, sort of specs, but it comes with a stylus as well. It was the iPad Pro. Yeah, so, yeah. so the iPad Pro. And it had, so it had the attachments and you could add keyboards and stuff. Exactly. And it. So if, you, if, if, if you'd put an Apple logo on it, you'd have thought, oh, nice new update to the iPad Pro because it was, it, it's, you know, it was almost like a tick sheet next to each other. Yeah. And the, and the next step up was them taking on the Surface, really. So it was yeah. uh, Galaxy Book tablets. So these these are just, again, more powerful. They've got more hardware underneath them. but they get, And again, they come with the sort of additional keyboard covers and stuff like that. I think that just shows that, 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 that the Surface is a, is a market, you know, because you are getting competitors. Dell's got one. Um, Samsung's got one that they're saying you don't have to, you know, it's not the Surface Pro isn't the only Windows, you know, you know, stylish Pro mm-hmm. tablet you can buy. And Samsung and Oculus made a control of a Gear VR, so uh, they're bringing hands into the Gear VR world. Yep. So you can you can do virtual things with a little, a little, a little hand, little control. hand control. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. 
and they reckon the S8 is going to be unveiled and veiled March 29th. Uh, so we're not too long away if you're waiting on the next uh, Samsung bomb. No, and 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 they can't. I just realised what you said. <laughs> No, I have never seen so many Samsung adverts in my life. I'll talk about how they do. We so promise, much we're testing, tests. we're testing, we're testing. We promise, we promise. Yes, yeah, so end of the month for the S8. Yes, and Sony uh, also came out with uh, a few yeah, devices. This was ridiculous. This was ridiculous. What was ridiculous about this then? A 4K HDR phone. <laughs> Why? Just, I guess, just to show they can. I, I, we, if Apple, Apple had said it, it would have been a. They would have given it a name, and they would have said what the reason for doing it. But you're right; it does seem a bit ridiculous. I, I just don't get it. You know, it's, it's maybe like, it's so one of those things you'll see it and you think, "Wow, I do get it now," but maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I, I would. So rather than that, I'd rather have battery. I'd yeah. rather have a phone that lasts a day rather than. And maybe it's just because my phone use has, has changed quite a bit. I'm not. Mm. I, I don't. I don't. There's anything I you know. So I'm not going to sit and watch a video on my phone for like an hour or two. Mm. No, I, I, some no, other people it's... I know do that just because it's a much more less or less intrusive way. You know, if if they like watching films late at night, or whatever, it's just a less intrusive way of doing it than having a big tablet or a, putting it on the main screen. Yeah, I mean, I, I get the better colours. I see if they just said it was HDR, you know, and but it's a 4K bit. It just irritated me. It's like oh, it's just chasing a spec for the sake of it. Maybe maybe it is. Maybe it is, or maybe you know, until you see uh, it and me. until you compare it, you don't know. And it it was a bit like when they went retina it's like okay they came up with a nice sales pitch but at the time it was like do you really and then it went sort of ultra retina and it's like what and then and there's other times when they say oh we've got 60 billion colors we're showing on display now and you initially think well my eyes can only see millions and then when yeah. you see it in reality you think well that's amazing <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's... and then you realize you still can't see it in sunlight and it's <laughs> yeah, like you oh. still can't see it in, in broad daylight no? <laughs> so anyway there you go sony's been pushing the uh the envelope on um the devices. camera was interesting. The camera was interesting because it was doing. I'm trying to see it quickly. It was some crazy. Um, it was some crazy. I don't know. It was like 900 frames per second. Oh wow! It was mega, mega slow motion. It was just like mental. Yeah. Um, but I can't. I can't see it. Oh yeah, 960 frames per second. Wow. Slow okay. Mode, which is. Um, yeah. Well, I, I, someone will find a use for it. There's yep. there's whole vid- YouTube channels on slow motion that I, I occasionally dip into and go, wow, so slow. Um, all right, so yeah, there, there you go. That's kind of that's kind of my World World Congress done. Uh, some nice. I I say it's, it feels bad that I'm just I'm just totally deriding the progress that's being made, but I just think the progress now is it's incremental power, it's incremental resolution, oh, it is. and it is. and maybe they should start concentrating back on utility of battery life and of broad... I mean, the two things we said, look, using it in broad sunlight and all those kind of things, the, the things that make it actually useful. Because we've got past that, you know, the problem of, like, when I first had my iPhone, it was, like, it was great in theory, but any time I actually wanted to use data and actually get on an app mm. out and about to go and find a train time... Couldn't do that. Whereas nowadays it just happens. You know, the data networks are there. The phones are much better with reception and all that kind of things. So it just happens. So but, but, but we've again, moved on. But then again, you want your Nokia 3310, now, which, wouldn't let you, which wouldn't let you see any data, which wouldn't let you wouldn't let you get a map. You'd be totally lost. With and I don't ones. ring anyone, so what the, what the hell point would it be? Exactly. You'd just have a, a, a battery would last a month. Yeah, it means, it, yeah, I would never have to charge it. 
All right, then. So let's get on to uh, our talking point for this week. Uh, and our talking point this week is going to be Nintendo and with a sort of uh, a tilt towards the Switch. And the reason that we're having a tilt towards the Switch is because you have one, Ian. I have one, yes. So my Switch arrived yesterday alongside a Pro Controller and Zelda and Bomberman and a case. Yep. So, so you went the um, full hog in with... Yeah. I'm all in. I'm all in. And it's it's very nice. Very nice. So um, so Switch is... So I guess the big thing about Switch is it's... I'm saying predominantly a handheld, but it's almost a console you can take anywhere. So you can hand handheld, I can play it anywhere, do anything I want. A handheld that you can dock to your big TV is, is and a I can dock it. Yeah, and then when I dock it, it's um, it displays at 1080p. Um, when it's just a screen on its own, it's 720p. And mm-hmm. even the 1080p is displaying is, the display out is, is 1080p, but looks like games are either going to be 720p or 900p. So, so yeah, so slightly upscaled. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the hardware itself is um, really nice. So again, one of the big things about the Switch is the um, you can take off the, the controllers at the side. So you can press in and you can take them off and you get these little dinky side controllers. Mm-hmm. And um, and there's a whole lot of things. So so what they're basically saying is you can you can optimize it how you see best. So so if I'm on a train, I can I can take those controllers off and pull out the kickstand and you know little kickstand and prop it up and I can I can play you know look I don't have to hold it in my hand. Do you ever little, see that happening? Well, weirdly, because I thought you and you, I've seen a couple of videos of it of people just playing with the controllers like this in their hand, mm. and I thought that's weird. It does. But I I played half an hour of Zelda like that last night and found it very comfortable. And, <laughs> and I, I guess I never if thought I would say that. I guess at some point are they going to be let you watch films on this thing? Um, I guess if having a little kickstand. Well, nothing um, yet. There's nothing there yet, and I'm surprised. I'm sur- they've they've kind of. It's still, so somebody described it somewhere as a, it's like a Kickstarter console. Mm-hmm. You've kind of bought it and you've got hardware and Zelda, by all accounts, I mean, it's, if you go on Metacritic, it's up at like 98 or something. It is like, Zelda has been the best received game in a, an awfully long time. Yeah, you know, and, and certainly I've, I've done a couple of hours and I can understand the, the level of polish on it and just the, the little... Nintendo type touches mm-hmm. that attention to detail you just don't get in some of from elsewhere, and I think it shows it's a game that's been been made for years. You know, so whether mm. it was originally going to be, you know, a late Wii game or a Wii U game or whatever, you can see that it's been in gestation for such a long time because the polish on it is incredible. So um, everything I've read to date um, around this console pretty much is saying the game is strong enough to buy the console for really as in the the game that the, so the the latest zelda is getting massive reviews it's it plays well on the console although it seems to play better on the handheld edition so at 720p it suffers a bit of slowdown when you whack it onto your big tv um which I'll admit, I never noticed. No, okay. So, uh, but and then again, they reckon the much. styling of the game covers up for some of the console shortcomings, oh, it does. which which comes under. It's basically about power and and being oh, it, does. it definitely does. You know, so the I think we've seen that before from Nintendo. You know, so they, when they brought in the kind of cell shading before, and yes. you realised that the Wii U wasn't that powerful, and yeah. and they were going for different styles to, you know, because they can't throw 
you know yeah. what a what a, a PlayStation you know game can look like. They just can't do it. And they reckon the storage aspect of the consoles also making them suffer from compressed um, pr- compressed textures and stuff like that. So people analysing it at kind of a deep level are kind of saying the consoles coming in at around six out of ten, but obviously Zelda has has nailed it at t- ten out of ten. Um, and I guess does. Does that, I mean, the reason this this console has come out quickly, right? It's come out so quickly after the Wii U, which must have cost an awful lot of development costs, but it's just failed. It never caught on, never caught attention, never caught, it never inspired anyone. Um, so they've clearly thought we've got to go for our next project, and and it seems to have come out quite quickly off the back of the Wii U. Um, well, when the Wii U, I'm just checking because I actually thought, I mean, it's it's. It's been five years since the Wii U, but uh, so it is quite a while since it actually launched. And maybe, maybe you're right. Yeah. Okay. It just feels so it like 20... it. Maybe it's just because I've never really heard any games out well, on the Wii U and stuff like that. So I think for me, what I struggled with the Wii U was it's almost like because the Wii U had it was a console, but it had that almost like the, almost the same size as the as the Nintendo Switch. They had the kind of screen and you could play a game on it, but it was a bit clunky mm-hmm. and. It was almost like they couldn't realise a vision which they've done with the Switch. So they've actually you know, realised and, and, and whether that's the case or whether that's the, whether they feel, you know, we can't compete, you know, with the Sony's and Microsofts. You know, they just, they just, they just. I don't think they can do it. You know, even there's there's certain things on on the console already. You can just see it's like it's a bit half baked. Yeah. You know, like the whole online stuff is a mess. Yeah. It's still a mess. You know, they got us to read. You know, Nintendo said two weeks ago, register for your account name. You're thinking, right, they're finally just going with account names. And then two days ago, it says, if you want to friend somebody, you need to share your friend code. So you mm-hmm. can see it on Twitter, people are just saying, here's my friend code with this horrible 12 digit random <laughs> set of characters as your friend code. Type it's this like, handy 12 digit number in it. Very phone this, number. This is just caught. You know, it's yeah. like, and, and there's certain things like that I, I just don't think they're ever going to get. I also think it's priced quite high. You know, I, I think there's it's no very getting expensive. away. There's no getting away from when you see the actual hardware. I just feel it's dear. You yeah. Know, I just, I just feel. When you like think that's that, a lot of when money. you think a PlayStation and a you know and a Slim and a, the Xbox S is is cheaper to to buy, and they're much more powerful bits of kit. Um, and the games are expensive. I mean, Zelda was a full a full yeah. price. A lot of places I were selling them sixty quid still, so yeah, it's not yeah. like they've. And they've... Um, Bomberman, Bomberman is well overpriced. I think mm. I paid forty something pound for it. And and from when, you, when you see it, it's like that's a lot of money for this. It's a regurgitated like a, game it for feels the like a, It should have been a, an Xbox Live arcade type yeah. or a, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. a PlayStation arcade type. You know, it should have been a twenty quid type game. Yeah. And it's and it's like you no, know, you're ripping it. And also, you play online. The first game was was genius. The second game, everything lagged by a second. Mm. It's like you can't play Bomberman with lag. They no, just, you, can't. Just, you just can't. Some games. You can and it's get one of the most with. simple games to not have yep. lag in. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like it's not. It's not difficult. There's an X Y coordinate, and a, a you know I've dropped. But something. the thing I haven't tried is the you can do like eight player local multiplayer. There's a you know so you can take because you can take off the so I I can slip off the um, Joy Cons at the side, mm-hmm. and I can give that I can give one to one player and one to another, and then you can play two player. Two player ball somebody, else, great. somebody else has got a switch. You can use those two. So with two switches, oh, okay. you can have a four player game. Need friends then though. Yeah, you do have you need to have friends. <laughs> you need friends that have got switches. And, That's um, limiting it all. That reason. And, and there's bits of the hardware that are quite nasty. Mm. As in, so the dock is very plasticky. Mm-hmm. And already, thanks to some um, people having scraped their screens, um, just easily slot in and out of the dock. Is so it's not screens. like you can do it without thinking. You've actually got to be careful about it. 
because and I, I would have thought it would just rubberize some mm, of the bits inside, like that, you know. Yeah. It's and 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 it's not. It's just hard plastic edges. It's like and it's not a glass screen, so it's mm. scraping. Um, so, uh, so it seems so, it seems like yeah. you're along the same lines as the 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 people, which is maybe a six out of ten. It's and 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 obviously they proved that it can deliver six. games. I would actually maybe I had a seven or eight. Okay, they've as proved in, they can deliver a game on it, but I I I suspect and my suspicion moment is that we're going to see another set of first first party games released by Nintendo. I think developers are going to struggle with this because. They will to to actually cram the modern games onto this device is going to take them a lot of effort for the number of people that are going to have it and and maybe maybe this will be successful and we make it worth their while but that's the problem they had with Wii U. So I think the one and it's like, I don't know if it, it'll feel an odd one. I think FIFA will tell us where this is going. So Nintendo so Nintendo brought out Zelda and mm-hmm. everybody's bought Zelda. If you buy a Switch, you're not good. I can't think anybody who's buying a Switch won't buy Zelda. A lunatic if you didn't. Um, and as I said, the first couple of hours for me were quite. It was like that. This is lovely. You know, this is a really nice game. Um, Mario Kart's next month, and, and again, I think there'll be a high percentage of people that have got a Switch will buy Mario Kart because, by all accounts, it's the same as what was in the Wii U, but you've got it in a portable. Yeah, and yeah, that's and, and, be really and nice. hey, if you spent the money on the Wii U, you're desperate to spend some money on some games now. It'll be the same with Mario at the end of the year, and it'll be the same with probably Splatoon when it comes out. So see all these first party, as you say, the first party ones, and there'll be surefire successes. See, so EA came out to FIFA. See, if FIFA yeah. comes out and doesn't sell, I think the platform's dead. Yeah. I, I, so the Nintendo will still bring out some games to it, but it'll just wither and die. Yeah. Um, and that's 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 where I think the challenge is. And I mean, they've, they've brought out a thing with a here's. I don't know. Here's like the next. Here's fifty arcade games that are coming. You know, kind of smaller ones. But again, you know, it's like Shovel Knight's been out on every platform for years. You know, and you go into the <clears> store and they've got two different versions of Shovel Knight, and one of them's twenty pound. It's like that. This just feels a little bit dear. So, and and they've always been a bit like that. Nintendo's always felt it. So they're, they're so Nintendo's been a little bit Apple like. So even the, so, see the professional pad. Picked up the professional pad. And it is just like an Xbox yeah. controller. Um, but it was £65. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of money. And, and it does feel really nice. Don't get me wrong. It plays really nice. But it feels like that should have been £40. Yeah. But then you know, that's it's... where they make, you know, they do make a lot of money off their hardware. And this is this comes to my next question, really. I don't want to drag this out too long. But, you know, the we know they can build these software for their consoles. We know that the software then sells the hardware and that makes them... That makes them their money, quite frankly. They're the only one that really makes money out of their hardware. Um, the the other companies decide they make they'll take a loss or a break even on their hardware to allow them to you know to make money on the software. So we know they can produce this software, but they could produce that software on any platform. And in fact, their market would be so much greater if they did release these first party software titles on other platforms. So you know could they survive on that software alone or do they do they need that hardware income um you know that comes in from them releasing a you know a new device and and guaranteeing the sale of that device based on the strength of their first party software so you know can they survive on software alone what what do you reckon i'd like to think yes you know i do just because I think they've got such they've got such a strong you know heritage and following, but then you look at Sega, you know Sega really. We thought that we would have said, yeah, you, they can survive, and and really yeah. they've kind of slid to irrelevance. They they did release and they still do release occasional games. I think I, I, are they? I'm 
can't remember the next time last time I've seen Sega in X again, but Bayonetta was one I think they were involved with, and that was mm. really quite a, a well-received game, but I don't think it sold anywhere near what they were hoping for. So yeah, I don't know. I, it's it's difficult because you saw the spike when you saw the spike when Pokemon came out, and everybody mm. assumed that was all Nintendo, and they're, they're, you know the Pokemon Go comes out in iOS, and their share price rocketed, and then you know three four weeks later, there was like, oh, that wasn't really you, and it kind of dropped back down again. Mm. I think when Mario came out, it spiked again. So, I, I, so the, it the, seems like the, the the market wants them to do this. Their market wants them to spread wider. But and I, I don't know if it's just you know it's not you know it's it's a bit like probably lots of people would want Apple to go and do lots of things wider, and they said no, this is what we're going to do. Mm. You know, this is how we run our company. I I just I just have the feeling this is a last Nintendo hardware. I think they might bring out a smaller portable again. I think they've done that once uh, well maybe, before. But, but, but the problem is phones have caught up as far as the, the power and the fidelity of a phone exactly. is, is massive now. I, and I, I don't see... I don't Because, I, mean, I mean, there's a couple of things. It comes with 32 gig of storage. You know, and, and, mm. you, know you compare that to a phone. Oh, yeah. Phones are all coming with, you know, so much more. And already... The battery life, three hours. And already with the, you know, the cartridges and stuff, you have to download extras on, and that, does, that quickly uses up that space, if not more. Yeah, well, you, you, as soon as you plug Zelda in, there's a software update yeah. if you want to download. And it's like, well, of course I do, because you've probably fixed some bugs. Yeah. Um, plug in Bomberman, there's a software update. You know, it's like, you know, so already I think it's saying I'm down at 28 gig. And, and say that I guess the, the stark thing is, I'd love to play Zelda. I'd love to play that game. It's getting massively good reviews, and it seems like I'd really enjoy it. I'm just not willing to pay the entry price for buying a console that I'm only going to play that, that one game on. Yes, yeah, I, I, I had totally. But hand, hand, how many people are in my position that want, yep. you know, that would just love to play that game or would happily spend fifty quid on on that game? Um, and how much are they losing out of all those people based on the people they block because they, you know, you have to the, the the gate to entry is buying a bit of hardware. And the thing to remember that they are they haven't been making money, so it's not like they've got you know an apple size you know cash. Yeah, pile they can sit on. They've invested. I'm sure it was 300 million. I've got this figure in my head. It was 300 million in a new R and D lab. Yeah. And I think this is the first thing to come out of it. It, it feels a lot of money yes. for when you. Yeah. And there's, there's some real genius touches in here. Just little things that are so lovely. And and, it, and that's why I'm saying I would say the actual console itself. I wouldn't say it's a six. Cause that feels like a disaster. Uh-huh. You know, like next. So so see if I look at the last ones. PS4 for me was like an eight or a nine. Really good console. Yeah. And see, when I look at the Xbox One, it'd be a five. You know, it'd be, it was like it was just wasn't. I'd, I'd say really, it's a, a lot higher than that now, uh, but it, it's, 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 when it's, it got it's, released, I'd, I'd say it's maybe a six or seven now. Do you think? Okay, wow. Yeah. You, I, see, I'd say it's a lot higher than that. If you came to it fresh now, you you, would, you don't see half the issues that we had when uh, we started. You don't see half the issues, but I just think when you compare it to like a PS4, see, I've not got one know, to compare to. <laughs> I know, and that's and that's the only thing. So I'm yeah. comparing it, so it's like. So if I put an Xbox at an eight, PS4 would be a ten or eleven. Right, okay. You know, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, I still feel that that it's that jump, mm-hmm. um, and and I think this would sit in the middle. Okay. You know, so I would I would put this up like you know I would say if I was doing ratings, it'd be maybe similar to an Xbox One, maybe just a bit higher <laughs> because I'm there's certain bits I think that's lovely and it's brought some guns to me over the last you know twenty four hours. So okay, and I guess then the long-standing success of it is going to depend on. Um, whether game manufacturers can actually produce for it in line with their kind of business model of being able to produce for other consoles as well. Um, and I guess 
Nintendo think that that the, the access charge or the games are so strong on their own, Zelda's so strong on its own that it reckons it makes more than than if they just said right, we'll release it everywhere because then no one's going to buy that bit of hardware because why yeah. would you? It's it's really difficult. It's really difficult. As I said, if I look ahead, all I'm going to buy is Mario and well, the two Marios, Mario Kart and Mario whatever. Exactly, and then you effectively that's five hundred quid's worth of hardware and software that you play three games on. It's it's quite high entry cost. Yeah. All right. But I think uh, one. So one thing just to cover: Nintendo UK absolutely messed up this week. Mm, um, okay. So, so friend of the show, Jack, um, did not get his, his switch yesterday because which must be incredibly annoying. Um, and and so he'd got a tracking number Thursday, wasn't recognised by Royal Mail, wasn't recognised yesterday, and only late last night it, it said we have just received uh, an uh, you know a notification to ship from the supplier. <laughs> so the chances that he's not going to get it until next week. And it also feels and there's a number of people, so it's not just him. There's lots of people complaining about this. You just have to search on Twitter or you go on like NeoGAF. But also they seem to be Nintendo using 48-hour delivery rather than 24, um, which seems a bit harsh on somebody that's pre-ordered. Pre-ordered for, for release day, yeah. Yeah, so it shoot themselves in the foot slightly. Yeah, that is, especially as all the other kind of people like Amazon who are set up to do these things do generally a good job around release days nowadays. Yeah, I've never... Um, I've, lots of people complain that Amazon let them down. I've... I I think there's one game that I was let down by a day, mm. and that's that's nothing. You know, the the one game I thought I wasn't going to, I I have had one that hasn't arrived, but I had another one they said it wasn't going to arrive, so then it then it did arrive, so it was, it was fine. So they they apologised for it not arriving, and suddenly later it was there. Weird. But anyway, all right. So naughty Nintendo for not sorting out their launch. They should and know that it's important. Would, I'm guessing you have got no intention of buying right now. Nah, no, I, just, I, I want to play the game, but I have no intention of paying 280 quid to, in fact, it'd be 320 quid to play a game. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, so no, basically. Um, all right, we've done Nintendo. Good luck, Nintendo. We, I mean, everyone roots <laughs> for them, don't they? Because they, they love the game so much. They just, um, they exactly. want it to be a success. So, I, you know, and I generally do. So, um, I'm not going to dig into picks. I assume you haven't got one anyway, so. No. It's fine. Good. <laughs> good I'm not pick digitaloutbox.com if you want to find out more about us uh, and we're also on in email as info at digitaloutbox.com we're on email that new thing who knew uh, we're on twitter digitaloutbox uh, I'm on twitter as cheesy uk and my racing blog is academyracer.co.uk which I actually did update yay woo where can we find you Ian um, blogzine.net and I'm on twitter as sweeper lovely alright then uh, we will speak to you again next week thanks for listening Goodbye. Goodbye. God, now a theme's to be a thing for us at the moment, doesn't it? Yes. Who knew? I said who knew twice now. Who knew? Who knew who knew was the thing?